Welcome back to the Hot Healed Girl podcast. I know I got excited and then I saw your mouth open, then you saw my mouth open. So it was just like, who's going to jump first? And neither of us. I'm Courtney Otten. <laughs> I'm your host today. <laughs> no, JK. M's here. Don't totally, worry. Totally down to let Courtney host today. It's the end of the day. I know. It's the end Which of the we week. We don't do. I know. You can always tell the difference on the videos, right? Because otherwise, like, this is a ring light light there is a difference because it makes you glowy and then the natural light sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad you never really know yeah i have my ring light on today too because it's gloomy and cloudy and rainy my ring light's actually breaking so i need a new one soon again it's probably like three years old anyways and i got like the cheapest one on amazon so maybe we'll get a slightly better one this time and make the government pay for it as a write-off there you go 100 a write-off i got two for christmas last year so I, I'm, I'm set. I have the, like the big one that's on the I was going to ask you. And then I have one? the little one that just set like what I have behind my computer right now. Yeah. So mine's on a stand, but it sits behind my um like desk. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I they both like have stands, one. but like my tall one, like I can stand it in front of me and just stand in front of it. And it's like the same height as me, but yeah, this one's like only up to like my shoulder so it's a pain when I stand up so I'm gonna get like a good one the next one again it's gonna be one of the huge influencer ones like this one's a normal size it's probably the size of like a sh- no bigger than a sheet of paper but like we're gonna get a big one we're gonna mm-hmm. go all out might as well the government's gonna pay for it <laughs> you gotta write these things off and to be honest that is a hundred percent part of my business mm-hmm Sorry, people, you don't need to know this, but that's what happens when you run your own business. You can write things off for me, ring lights, because yeah, I use them now that it's dark out during client calls. Yep. So tell us what we're talking about today. Um, we're going to talk about friendships because this may, may or may not hit with the hot heel girl vibe, but I feel like it all does, you know, because we're, I'm going to speak for us both. Cause we chatted about this a little, we're in a season of life where like friendships are evolving and changing and some you're like losing and it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. So like for context, we're 27, you're going to be 28 in like two weeks. So we're like in our late twenties. And for me, I have grown out of a lot of people that I was friends with in my early twenties. I don't drink anymore. I have not had a sip of alcohol in years. And that was how most of my friends would hang out. So like we slowly just started distancing ourselves because we really didn't have anything in common anymore, but not just that, right? Like not everyone's as extreme as me. It's like personally, like almost my whole, whole, not my whole life, but most prevalent in college. Like I always felt like the black sheep in my friend group. Like I always felt like I didn't like fit in really. I was just there because it was convenient. Like maybe a person or two liked me, but I never felt like I vibed with everyone. Like the last time I felt like I truly fit in with a friend group was like high school. I was like one of the planners. So like you become the glue of that friend group (laughs) when you're the one that plans everything truly. Yeah. So like felt like a black sheep for a while. 
And I think that's why it was easy for me to sort of like fall out of those friendships. And it really wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Like it's fucking hard all the time when you realize that like, you feel like you're not good enough for people, but it's not that I wasn't good enough. It's just that like, we're doing different things. Like truly we were talking about like, you're at a different vibration. Like truly, I'm just only here for friendships that are very, very reciprocal. And because I don't feel like I spend that much time with people ever. Like it, if I'm with friends, it's like a couple of times a year. So like when that's the case, you have to, they have to be strong friendships. I'm not here for convenience friendships anymore. And I, I, that may sound rude, but like, I'm not just going to hang out with people just cause I want to hang out with people. I'm in my hermit phase of life. <laughs> I know. I was like, cut it Cause I don't want to hang out with people. Like, no, <laughs> it's like, if I'm going to hang out with people, it's because I truly want to hang out with them. It's not because I'm lonely. Yeah. I'd rather sit on my couch, eat a bunch of popcorn and watch. Are you the one I'm that's a binge right now for me. <laughs> I just binge like, love is blind. Ooh, so good. So you saw, you've seen all the seasons, all three. I just watched the, um, I haven't watched season one and two, but I watched season three because everybody was talking about it. You got to watch season one and two. They're good too. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. They're I got good. read into it and he made me stay up like really late one night and <laughs> just finish watching it because he's like, I need to know what happens. I need to know what happens to Cole and Zenob. It's like, what is going on? We don't even need to get into Cole and Zenob because everyone, that's very polarizing. I know it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm going to just tell you all. I don't think either of them is in the right or the wrong. I think it's a very mixed bag. I think they both have a lot of, uh, they yeah. need to, they're they just need, not two people that are to meant do to some be together. MBSR with Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> they're not two people that are meant to be together, right? No. Like she came into it with a bunch of insecurities and he didn't exactly treat her the way one would hope that your future husband would treat you at yeah. all. To be fair, he is like, I know people say age doesn't matter, but sometimes it, he's 26. It yeah. He's barely 26. And so, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't his, think he his was... brain is not even fully matured yet. No. And I don't so think when he you was put ready. that with a 31 year old woman, that, that it's just not. And I need to be honest. She came in there with a bunch of insecurities and people yeah. will say that he definitely, I don't know if he meant to or not played on them, but like their first night together, she had crazy insecurities. That's what I'm going off of. Like mm-hmm. the beginning interaction. She was like, he doesn't find me pretty. He did, wasn't satisfied. He didn't talk to me after like their love languages clearly don't match up. Yeah. And she went into it with insecurities and he was not someone that was consoling with them at all. Mm-hmm. Not two people that are meant to be together. That's just the reality. <laughs> Both got some growing to do. That's okay. Yeah, it was wild. It made for good reality TV, but I honestly feel bad for both of them. Oh my God. I feel so bad for both of them because the heat of the internet, I don't want any of that ever. Truly. I know. That's just too much. Like people are just ruthless and mean. Yeah. Regardless of you could be saying you like peaches and people are going to tell you, why do you hate oranges? Like the internet's a wild (laughs) freaking place. I was telling everyone they need to poop more. I'm apparently not a doctor. Did you know that I'm not a doctor? I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. What? I'm not a doctor and I have no right (laughs) to tell people they need to poop every day. Whoa. And then M actually backed me up and literally got in a fight and got blocked by someone. It was really fun. Yeah. What did Well, you told me what she said because I couldn't see it. She was like, you're. She responded to you and then blocked you. She called me. And you were like, cool, cool. We love that. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, she said something like, you clearly don't know how to read. And you were like, you blocked me. So you're right. I don't know how to read. Yeah, that was was the highlight of my internet life so far. 
Okay. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with your friends at this point in your life. Um, honestly, literally everything you just said is (laughs) exactly how I feel about it. Um, let me see if there's more I can elaborate on that, but yeah, I've kind of always felt like that never really felt like I had a really strong friend group to be quite honest with you. And I'm sure part of that comes from being homeschooled too. I was going to say, I just wasn't around as many kids as you are in Mm -hmm. a public school system. So you just don't have the opportunity to make as many friends. And I know that's always people's biggest thing with homeschooling is they're like, oh, you're going to be antisocial. It's not that you're antisocial. You just maybe don't have the exposure. Yeah. It's less opportunities. Yeah. But also these days, homeschooling is much different. So they have, yeah, they have the big co-ops and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's very similar. But the cool thing I do see about homeschool kids is they can talk with an entire range of generations. Like I see a lot of public school kids where they only know how to talk to their peers. Yeah. And people coming from homeschool kids, like they don't have an issue playing with people that are younger than them or older than them. They can converse with the older generation and then also, you know, spend time with little kids. But yeah, um, I was really close to my cousins growing up. So like they were my best friends mm-hmm. pretty are much. Still? Are you still close? Yeah, we're pretty close. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were pretty much my friend group growing up. And then in high school, I did have a couple friends that I felt like I was pretty close with Mm -hmm. for a little while. But then that, I think that was my first experience with like a friend breakup because Mm -hmm. my heart, I was not according to that. They just basically just kind of quit talking to me one day. And then they're like, we can't be friends with you because you don't believe the exact same thing that we believe. Mm. And so basically they kind of told me that God told them that they couldn't be friends or talk to people that didn't believe the exact same thing that they believed. I wonder if God told them or if their parents did. Yeah. I don't don't know. That's yeah. Cause their, their parents were pretty strict. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, they, uh, but they were like, this was, I was 17 at the time, I think. And they were just a little bit older than me. One was mm-hmm. about the same age, I think. So they were already like adults, but yeah, yeah it was wild. And then, so like, I was like, fine, you don't want to talk to me. I'm just not going to talk to you. Yeah. And then it kind of like changed like a year later and they're like oh we can be friends now again and I'm like no you said you didn't yeah. want to talk to me so I'm no <laughs> I, and then they got mad and like kind of blew up about it and they're like hey, she's so rude she won't talk to us and I'm I've like, had the same I, experience <laughs> I don't have time for this it's, it's entirely too much drama and at that point I was glad we weren't friends anymore those aren't the type of people you want in your life if someone's yeah. gonna cut you off like that over something like that that's not someone you want and that's hard to tell a teenager, mm-hmm. it's still going to hurt, but like, we're going to tell you. Yeah. I've had people do the same thing to me, right? They told me they didn't want to be my friend, whatever. When I was younger, when I was in high school, it's happened to me quite a few times in my life, happened to me in college once and it always hurts. And then I'm like you, I'm like, okay, you don't want me. There are plenty of other people that will. And then they would come back later and be like, well, why don't you want to talk to me? And I'm like, well, you literally pushed me out of your life. So like, what are you talking about? And then they'll be like, 
well, you're just so close-minded. And I'm like, close-minded. You're, you're literally the one who told me you didn't want to be my friend. Like, why would I give you another opportunity? That's like a breakup. Like I'm not getting back. Well, I have gone back together with exes. So we're not even going to get into that, but like, (laughs) (laughs) it's a similar, like, it's like a breakup. So you Mm -hmm. can, you have the decision whether you want to be with someone or not truly. Yeah. It's all a relationship. It's all close interpersonal relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We do have different perspectives, which I love about that because you were homeschooled and I wasn't, but I, yeah, I've just always felt like a black sheep. Like I've always felt like a weird one. Like my siblings were both, <laughs> and it's funny because you know, would think this while well, knowing me as an adult, my siblings are both way more outgoing than me. Like I was like quieter and this is why I am the way I am because I had to freaking talk. Otherwise I never got heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was quieter more to myself, more of a nerd. And I had like a couple of close friends. And then like we got in high school, I had like a, not a small friend group, but like, I've just always had my people. And like, I really never needed lots and lots of people around me. Like mm-hmm. I will have like one friend from each friend group or whatever, like one person I played this sport that two that I played that sport with or whatever. But for me, it was just like, you got some close people and you don't need 500 friends. Like it's cool if we got like 20 good friends or, I mean, that was way back when, when 20 good friends didn't seem like a lot. Now that seems overwhelming, but (laughs) so that's why it was interesting. Like, cause I always had friend groups and I wouldn't always be close with everyone or maybe I was. And then like, you know, things ebb and flow, but it's just so interesting how we can fall in and out of friendships. And like, this is not me saying it doesn't hurt because (laughs) right. My significant other would tell you otherwise. Like I've cried over all of these things. I'm not going to tell you guys that right now, but I'm a softie on the inside because when you give a lot to people and they don't give a lot back to you, I just want everyone to know that like those people don't deserve your friendship. And like, maybe you need to have a conversation with them about that because maybe they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. But also if they don't realize it, do you want to be friends with them? Right. Like there's all of that stuff. Yeah. That's kind of how I have always felt too. Like, I always feel like I'm that person that is like reciprocating or like giving everything to the friendship and like always reaching out and always doing this. And like, I'm the one going here to do the thing or here to do the thing, you know? And it's, it just kind of feels like it's never really reciprocated. So I just like reached a point a couple of years ago where I just like, I give up, like I cannot keep giving this energy yeah the people because it like you said it does hurt when they don't reciprocate it and like you want so badly to build a relationship with this person but it just it comes to a point where it's too much work and this is a hot take but some of it I think is I'm because I'm one of these people too so like when we set the precedence of the relationship earlier on, I think it is because we fell into that pattern, right? Because we fell into being the giver and not a receiver. And because then when it starts that way, everyone expects it to always be that way. Mm -hmm. And then when you're like, holy shit, it's been years and I've not received anything in return, we get fed up and we either cut things off, slow things down, whatever, Mm -hmm. or just stop trying. And I think that's, that's why I'm saying sometimes it takes like a conversation because sometimes people don't even realize because that was the way it's always been. And why would it be different now? Yeah. And the reason it's different now is because we're adults and we're tired. Yeah. (laughs) That's just the truth. And I'm not like, I'm not blaming us. You know what I mean? It's just a very interesting point of view because you get to that point where you're like, I'm tired of giving everything and receiving nothing. Right. Like I had a bunch of friends lived near me. We lived together in college. Then we all, a couple of them moved out 
near where I was. It was totally fine. And then they all moved not that far away. It was like 40 minutes away. And then they would invite me all the time. And obviously I went a bunch all the time. And then I got tired of it. Cause I was like, I go 40 minutes all the time. No one's ever come once to me or they yep. came once or twice in like three mm-hmm. years. And so I stopped. Yeah. So, and so I stopped going. That. Yeah. And then everyone stopped inviting me instead of just meeting me halfway. Yeah. And then it becomes where it's, it's my, it's me Mm -hmm. where I'm hi. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's not, (laughs) but like, that's where it like took a turn. Right. Because people were like, oh, well you never come. And I'm like, God, meet me halfway, buddy. Like that's for me to always go. I could say the same thing to you. you Exactly. Yeah. And so then I stopped getting invited and then I would get offended and I'd be like, well, you never come. And I'm like, "Eh." okay. So now you expect (laughs) me to come the once a year you invite me. And I, I am, I have a little little bit of an ego. So for me, it's like, if you're going to only invite me once a year, fuck that. I'm not going, Mm -hmm. I'm not going once a year when you want to hang out with me. If you've never once texted me on my birthday, if you don't respond to my text messages, or if the only time we talk is my birthday, like that's not a thing for me. Yeah. I'm a little bit hard on the exterior, (laughs) (laughs) but that's like, you can resonate because it's so hard to determine when to cut that off or when to like really stop giving any effort. Right. For a while, I would still go once a year. I would still go twice a year. And then for me, I think when I realized it was my breaking point was when I would go and hang out with those people once a year, twice a year, and I would leave and I would literally drive home crying because I felt like no one actually gave a shit about me there. Right. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. out of my way. I'm driving 30 minutes out of my way to your things. That's okay. It's not like saying that, like I'm putting myself on a pedestal, but it hurt when I would go there. And it's not like it never felt like anyone even cared whether I was there or not. The questions I got asked were how's work or like that. Like that's, yeah, we haven't kept up. We haven't talked and it doesn't seem like anyone wants to, mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't intend that. And I'm sure they didn't cause none of them are bad people, but it gets tiring. It gets exhausting to leave and feel like I would have rather been alone because I felt like I was alone in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. Yep. I 100% relate yeah. to that. <laughs> That's like the hardest feeling in my opinion is being like, I feel alone in a room full of people. So I would have rather been alone, just mm-hmm. alone, alone, and then not leave and feel like something's wrong with me. Yep. And that's one of those things I'm constantly reframing, right? It's not something's wrong with me. It's that these are not my people. Yeah. You have to definitely find your people. And I feel like it, I know everybody says this, but it's like, it gets harder the older you get. Oh yeah, it's weird. sometimes, but I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a very weird space to be in, like trying to find friends in your late twenties. Yeah. At least from what I found, because everybody, most of the people that I meet, they either they have kids or, you know, like they're thinking about having kids or they're just not in the same like space or season that Mm -hmm. I'm in. And so it just always feels awkward trying to build a friendship because um, especially I feel like with people that are moms, because like being a mom is like its own club in itself. And as it should be, like being a mom is an amazing thing. Like yeah, it's hard. It's just you're doing an awesome thing. But to break that barrier. Yeah, as a person who's not a mom like I sometimes feel like an outsider when I'm spending time with people who are just not just moms, but that's 
what they are yeah, as a mom and that's, first. Because it becomes part of your identity, truly. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything bad about it. I mean, another person relies on you for like every facet of their life. So that's totally okay that it becomes part of your identity. But mm-hmm. if you don't have those pre-existing relationships before, it's harder to break that wall. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to find relationships in your late twenties. Like, I think it's hard unless you have someone who, unless Reed start has a friend who starts dating someone new or like those types of things, right? Like it's a weird space. Mm-hmm. I have also, so for me, even in my, my early twenties, my mid twenties, because I was, a I was, I was weird in my early twenties because I was someone who didn't drink. Right. And I was looking, I stopped drinking at 22, which I feel like is so freaking bizarre. Um, <laughs> but, or maybe it was right. It was right before my 23rd birthday. I stopped drinking. So like, yeah, that's bizarre. It's hard to make friends when you're 22 and you don't drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, it's been like over the past couple of years, it's been harder to find people that want to do what I want to do or like want to hang out the way I want to hang out. And that's not to say like, I need friends that are sober. Mm-hmm. I don't, but you need friends that want to do more than just drink. Exactly. Yeah. Cause my, my friends that I was friends with for a while, right. Like, because we didn't live in the same city or the same town, like the only time they would invite me was when they were going out and stuff like that. So like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more like, Oh, do I have friends that want to go to a workout class and like, then get coffee, go to yoga on a walk, like those sorts of things. I'm not saying like, you have to not drink. I don't care about that, but just like be willing to do things that aren't centered around drinking. And that's what I find super interesting too, because a lot of people that I, I feel like everyone's going to hate me after this podcast, but that's totally okay. Because I don't think they're going to listen because they're true. Most of these people aren't my friends anymore, (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, I'm not anti-alcohol. It's that I don't want every single activity we do to include alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the difference is between me and a lot of people our age, because I find it's like game night. We're bringing drinks. We're going to the drive-in movie. There's drinks. We're like, everything has to be drinking all the time. Like it is sent. We go on vacations and everyone wants to drink all like, I don't want everything to be centered around drinking all the time. That's so boring for me. Can't we have a sober conversation? Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not that you need to not drink. It's that I don't want the activity to be centered around it. Yeah. No, I get that. Most of them are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that you listed. Yeah. And like, I'll do game nights. I'll do like plenty of things and invite people to, but like, it's just that I don't want it all to be centered around drinking. Like heck, even the, we play in an intramural league and it has a, a, bar in the basement bar. I almost said beer like seven times. It has a bar in the basement. So like that sort of stuff. I'm like, we can't even play an intramural league for volleyball without drinking. Mm-hmm. I feel like anything as an adult though, that kind of turns into that. Like you, like even if it's the sports league or something like That's that, boring. they call it like they're hot. Yeah. Like, they're beer leagues. They're beer leagues. Yeah, yeah. Like read hockey league. They call it a beer league. And I'm like, it shows. It's boring for me. I'm sorry. And that's what I know isolates me. Maybe. But it also means that my, my friends are my, I'm close with people. I'm like the ones I got in my corner. Like I would do anything for you. Like I'm a very loyal ride or die person, gang, gang, what's up. But, um, <laughs> like, that's just the way it's going to be. If I'm going to have less friends, it's cause it's going to be a lot closer. Yeah, me too. That's whenever people ask, you know, they ask those questions, like what's your most redeeming quality. I'm like that. I am a loyal freaking person. 
Like if you give me reason to be loyal, I will stick by your side forever. But if you don't, I'm gone. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm just at that point in my life where I'm just not anymore. I'm not going to be there if you're not going to reciprocate it. I agree. Like so. I've, I've hit my, my bullshit meter and my threshold for everything is low. I said that cause, um, we can get into this eventually in a podcast, but me and my current boyfriend, who, cause we rave about him. We talked to we did not work the first couple of times we tried dating right person, wrong time. But the reason we worked out now, I told him my bullshit meter was at my threshold for bullshit is zero. I'm like it, one thing goes wrong. We're done. Like, that's okay. Like I just have no tolerance for anything anymore. I know what I want. And like, if it's not meeting those standards, like it doesn't need to be in my life mm-hmm. with all my relationships, right. With him, he was decided to shape up or shape or ship out. Like that was, <laughs> sorry, Dan, <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Everyone knows. Well, maybe not everyone knows. A lot of people don't actually know our whole relationship story, which is a whole big thing in and of itself. But yeah, he was not ready to meet the quality of person that I wanted in a relationship more mm-hmm. than once. And so we didn't work because I wasn't willing to bend. But see, that's good though, because now you are where you are. Exactly. Because of yeah. that, like, you know, it was good because compromise. I didn't compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't compromise. And I was like, if you don't want to be this type of person in my life and that's totally okay, but like, we're not going to play this in between game. Like, that's just not what I'm, I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And so then we didn't work until we did one day when he decided that he was going to be that type of person. Was, no, I'm not, I love him. I know. Oh no, we love him. We think the whole world of him. And I think that part of it is because he did all of that personal growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what some people need. My oh. best friend, uh, we laugh about it because the first time I talked about him, he had a girlfriend at the time. And I was like, Oh, I feel like this guy likes me, but he has a girlfriend. And she's like, honey, he has a girlfriend. Like he doesn't like you. Sorry. If he did, he wouldn't be with her. And I was like, Oh, you know, just see like justify things. Cause we were in college and she was straight up with me. Cause we're that way with each other. And she literally hated him for a while. She's like, I think he's leading you on. I think this guy's a scumbag. Like he stinks <laughs> all the time. And now she like loves him, but she's like, it's funny. Cause remember when I hated Dan, I'm like, yeah. Cause you were a good best friend. Like, that's why you were being my homie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's like, remember when I hated him? And I'm like, yeah, I remember. Cause it was funny and it was what I needed to hear. Well, other people told me, but she's just, we're both very like, I love you, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. Like, you're going to love me at the end of it because that's our relationship. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. It's funny. It's hilarious. That's why one guy she was dating, I was like, I don't feel like you like him. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm just telling you from what you're telling me. Like, I don't know that you like him. And then, you know, things play out. So who knows? But yeah, it's, I'm just going to like her, right? My best friend, she would do anything for me and vice versa. I got me and my most recent ex broke up and she got in a car with my mom and they drove here like that night because they didn't want me to be alone. Like that sort of stuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. those are the people that I want in my life. The ones that are my ride or dies, my true, true, like best friends. Mm -hmm. And if it's like, and if it's like in between, I'm just not here for it. Like, and I think also part of it, right. Like we said, you get what you give out. So we have to keep giving that out, which gets hard. I I will openly say I'm very jaded at this point. Like I'm struggling to give people all mm-hmm. of me at this point. Yeah. 
because I have had enough people tell me they don't want to be my friend anymore and stuff like that. Like, yeah, why would I? Hmm. I'm a little bit closed off, honestly, which is funny because I'm like, I'm looking for friendships, right? Like I'm looking for like my people, but like, mm, girl, you're a little bit closed but, off, but like not too many people. <laughs> no, no, obviously yeah. too many. Gets overwhelming. I, I, I don't need very many friends. I just need high quality. Yeah. High quality friends. I think like we talked about in probably after one of our other podcasts, like I need those people that I don't feel like I just have to do small talk every single time I hang out with them. I can't take that. You no, know, I want to either just sit in silence and just like enjoy being around in each other's company or actually talk about things that yeah. matter. And it doesn't yeah. have to be all seriousness all the time either. That's no. not what I'm saying, but you know, just not trivial. And that's not to say you never ask me about my job, but if that's literally the first sentence that comes out of your mouth every single time we talk, I don't think we're that close. Mm -hmm. How's work? And I'm like, yeah, I like to talk about my job when it's unprompted. Not when it's how's work. Cause then I'm just going to say, you know, same old, same old. Cause I'm like one of those weird people that worked in finance and that's all I know how to do is like give you the colloquialisms. Same shit, different day, just another day in paradise. All those good ones, right? I, mm -hmm, yeah, we've been there. We're over it. Yeah. We're not here for those types of relationships. No. Or when you, um, also the first thing somebody asks you every time is like, how are you doing? Like, what have you been up to? Like, I can't take, what have you been up to? What I know. have you been up to? You because well I pretty much give the same answer every time. I'm like, oh, you know, work, busy. If I have to say, oh, you know, before I say something, <laughs> it's a bad question. Yeah. And yeah. Just... So maybe we should go into like, how do we meet people? How do you meet friends at this age? Right. I don't know. Ask me in a couple that, days. Like, I, maybe we'll figure like, it don't out. Don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like we should not say like, hey, you're hopeless. Right. Because you're not. You're yeah. not. We're going to figure it out. Um, if you live in a big city, you could always try Bumble BFF. I don't know how well it works, but I know it's a thing. My sister's used it when she's moved. Um, it's the dating app for friends. I don't know. I don't live in a big city, so don't ask me. I do play intramural sports for these things. And I make my friends hang out with me with their girlfriends in hopes that like we'll be friends. I also yeah, go up to people in cute matching fits in the gym. I'm not saying it's worked for me yet, but I'm like, I like your outfit. She chases people down at conferences. Hey. <laughs> and now we're here. We, yeah. Where are we now, Em? We text yeah. Yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, on, I tell Reed all the time. I'm like, she's my long distance bestie. Oh, yeah. I, I literally text you more than I text anybody else I consider a friend. So good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely talk to you more than I talk to most of my friends. <laughs> I didn't mean one, we have to for this stuff, but also like we just talk about other stuff. Like you were texting me about, I don't even remember what it was the other day, whatever. We text all the time. It's just like random, like, oh, did you see this stuff? Did you see that? Whatever, whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was looking at my phone the other day because, you know, like, of course, now that it's the holidays, I get more, but like all these company texts that are sending me promotions and everything. And I'm like, I get more texts from companies in a week than I do from actual people I know. 
Like I'll get any of the companies, my phone number. So not the same. <laughs> I sign up for, cause they do like the discounts and stuff. Yeah. If you sign up for text, and then once I get the discount, I'll usually stop. Unsubscribe. Som- sometimes I forget. Unsubscribe. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I said, it's hard to meet people when you're older, truly. And like, I think that, so maybe like you like, think about where you would want to meet someone, right? Maybe you're just more open-minded. Sorry. There's a literal hair in my eyeball. Maybe you're just more open-minded to going out to those places, going to coffee shops, going to the gym and try and be more receptive to talking to people, not saying everything's going to pan out in a friendship, but just like the more you're in that open and receiving mode, the more people you're going to meet. Like, where would I want to meet people at a workout class? So do I tell people I like their cute matching outfit at workout classes? You bet your bottom dollar I do. And if nothing else, I'm just making them happy because it made their day or something like that. You know, like it doesn't have to be anything, but like where would you want to meet someone yeah. go there? I will say that I have a very hard time just like going up to someone and talking to them when I've never met them before. But the few times that I have put myself out there in those situations, like doing things that are very uncomfortable for me, but like putting myself into a position or like a place that I know mm-hmm. people that I would probably want to meet would also be. I have met people that I do consider friends now. Like I haven't definitely don't know that I have like that ride or die friendship yet, but I have like, I've met people at like women in business things that that I've gone to and I've met people like in the wellness space, like the local wellness space of just Mm -hmm. things that I've done. And that's that's kind of turned into friendships, but yeah, I know people are always like, go to a go to a yoga class if you like to do yoga or just like go to farmer's market. It's hard to talk and, to people at those Yeah, things. it's hard. And I don't know. I just never feel like – I feel like everybody's kind of in their zone at like a yeah. workout class and something like that. And so yeah. – Yeah, I totally agree, right? And so I – I'm also, you wouldn't know it, but very uncomfortable going up to people and saying things, but I'm just going to go for it because it's like, the answer is always no, unless you ask, Mm -hmm. right? So you're just going to try. I am very uncomfortable and very awkward. And some of my questions may be weird. And I almost scared Emily away the first time I met her. (laughs) So, you know, you just got to try it. And I think don't get me wrong. I don't think yoga is where anyone wants to talk. Like I, I know like if you like yoga class, go and try and meet someone. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone wants to talk at a yoga class. I think maybe at like a more high intensity sort of thing, farmer's market. I don't know how to talk to someone. Maybe if we grab the same pair or something, I'd be like, how about them pair? Uh, right. N- nope. Nope. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, I've actually connected with more people via Instagram, just oh, like local people on Instagram. And then you just kind of, you like kind of build that friendship. How do you find local people on Instagram? Do I look up the geotags and start stalking people? I'll do it. Um, I mean, I guess I find people like through like local businesses that I follow. Um, okay. I'm intrigued. Other friend people that like the friends or people that I do know locally that I follow, like if they take, Jesus, what is going on with my throat? Like if they take people or if um like you know like businesses will reshare accounts Mm -hmm. if they tag them or whatever I find people through that so I am there's like low-key not very many wellness places around here at all so I that's where I struggle right because I get it I live in somewhere that's not very progressive 
I, don't I mean, know. I feel like it's not here, but I don't know. That just could be me comparing it to a place like Austin. Or I was going to say like you're comparing to somewhere like Austin because I can't even get gluten-free food anywhere around here. Okay. You're maybe more on the struggle bus. Than yeah. Are then. Um, I don't disagree. I, I just, like I said, go up with someone and at least compliment them. And like, it does, maybe it doesn't turn into a conversation, but at least like you tried and like, what's the worst case scenario? Someone's like, Oh my God, that girl was so nice. That's it. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be like, fuck you. When you say, Oh my God, I love your shoes. Like, <laughs> sorry, that's not a normal reaction. <laughs> um, I've done it many a time. So like, I promise you, no one's going to say it. Well, one girl kind of snubbed me once, but that was it. <laughs> it's fine she was just having a bad day I think so I really think so and it was like that's so out of like I've done that to many many people yeah I it's definitely hard to approach people but like just go for the gold I don't know yeah you just gotta try like you said I like that idea of people on social media that's good we're gonna find places around here and I'm gonna just stalk everyone and (laughs) everything I'm creepy yeah I mean that's I feel like that's where I've built kind of the majority of the relationships that I have yeah is via that or else I've made some pretty good friendships just with like wives of guys on raids hockey league and stuff like that but that's like the easiest way to do it but and that again a lot of people are so bit like late 20s is just busy I feel like everybody's just busy 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 (laughs) And so it is hard to like nail down that time to hang out because you're always like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. When are you free? When are you free? And it's like, so it never 2023. Works. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, cause I've been trying to hang out with someone for what feels like three months now. And it's like, I'm gone or they're gone or whatever. And it's yeah. just complicated. Yeah. It's definitely hard. I also would say to join sport leagues yourself as like a free agent or whatever. Like that's not to say it's easy. I actually have done it multiple times and I've made no friends from it. So that's not to say that it worked for me, but I know Mm -hmm. it works for a lot of people. Yeah. Or maybe like you were saying, like a more interactive workout class. Like lately I've been eyeing, um, one of our Pilates studios where it's like just a very intimate, like Pilates space and they share like videos of the classes a lot and I'm like oh like they look like they might be fun (laughs) so I'm thinking about maybe I'll try that I used to so if you're anyone out there is interested in coaching fitness classes I used to coach at like a Pilates studio and that was the not like closest group knit of people in the entire world but a lot of people make friends from there and I did like two of my friends we were coaching together Mm -hmm. and like some of the members have become friends with coaches and stuff like that so like it and I mean going once will be helpful but when you become a member it really helps so to be become a part of that community to go to the same classes to talk to the same people yeah that sort of stuff I'm not saying you have to become a coach but like if you just are to go there a couple times a week Mm -hmm. right like everyone feels like they can approach me now because I coached there for over a year yeah and what I like about that Pilates studio too is it looks like they are like kind of that community yeah because like I've been seeing um like members if they have like their birthday they'll do like a whole birthday thing for them or like even like there's like a group of them that went out and did like this thing 
and they do like little retreats and stuff. So I'm like, that could be like a fun space. Yeah. Like that. Or if you were to become a community member of like a yoga studio, if you go to the same place all the time, like my yoga studio was pretty intertwined once people went all the time, you know, if you're just Mm -hmm. a drop in that goes once that's a little bit harder to create relationships. Yeah. I find that the easiest within like studios. I also used to coach at gyms and like, I, I guess some people are chatty, but it's not as easy to make the friendships at like gyms as it is like a boutique fitness studio. Yeah. Can definitely see that. Yeah. Because when I'm at the gym, I don't, (laughs) I guarantee uh, people look at me and they're like, I'm not talking to her because she looks mad. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I have not made one friend at my gym. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I haven't seen anybody at my gym that I look that looks like I would want to be friends. Oh, with mine's that. like a meathead gym. So there's lots of like people like that, but that I would want to be friends with. But I just usually want to get in and out, honestly. Yep. Yeah. It's hard to create relationships when you're older, but like, or reach out to us. You want to be our friend? I'll be friends with you. Same. We're not we're talking about this because we want more friendships to be our friend. I actually am like getting pretty close to the couple of my clients too. Like if you want to be my friend, become a client. Like we will talk all the time <laughs> and we will become friends. That's just the I know like, I have a couple of clients where we're like that now. I'm like, we're friends. Like I was posting about the belt bag thing, you know, with the, you put a gift card in, you put a lip gloss, whatever. And my, a couple of my clients were like, Oh my God, I need this gift. And I'm like, we're the same. Like we are in this together. It's okay. Yeah. And we're I mean, friends now. that's probably why you attracted them as a client. So exactly. Yeah. Or if you want to just like be in my life, like join my beauty counter team, we'll also be friends. Like all of Mm -hmm. us friends. Yeah. Can we talk about how like clients and just like people on social media are also much more supportive of you? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) This is, this is a real one. So I know I can use this example, right? Cause I have a beauty counter business. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm not saying that I want my friends to become my clients. Right. But maybe you would think that someone in my life would like buy beauty counter from me. Had a, my first pop-up, this was three years ago, had a couple of friends there. No one bought anything. A couple of them I didn't expect to, they were really just there to support. Cause they're not makeup people. They don't use skincare, nothing. A couple of other people, like, don't get me wrong. We all do different. Like I'm not holding this against them, but like they talked about buying a lip gloss or makeup wipes or something, which is like $20. Mm-hmm. never happened. Like, and that's okay. I don't hold that against them, but the amount of people on social media that support me when people in my real life won't, it's very, very interesting. Like it mm-hmm. would have been $20 for you to buy makeup wipes that are not just better for the environment, better for you, like better for your skin. Like that's just the truth. And it didn't, it's fine. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't hold it against them. I was like, whatever, maybe they didn't really like it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will go and support without a blink of an eye, a celebrity that doesn't know they exist, right? They'll use Joe Rogan's code. They'll buy the Kylie Jenner lip kit, like all this stuff, but they hesitate to support their friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen people like support even just like bigger Instagram accounts that they're not even necessarily celebrities, but they're just much more mainstream than like if it's Good something point. that I share, like people that I know, I've seen them just like, they'll ask me questions about it, but then they'll go Never. and use yeah. somebody else's code. And I'm like, 
like it's kind of hard like not to feel a little bit hurt about that sometimes but the reason this upsets me is because if anyone in my life were to start a business venture or something like that, I would be their biggest type woman, right? Like Mm -hmm. I would be like, I'm so excited for you. This is going to be amazing. I would repost. I would share like my best friend, my sister, my mom do that for me. Yeah. We love that for them. My sister posts, reposts something I posted the other day, cutest ever, right? She bought beauty counter once and she's a cheap ass bitch. Love you, Kara, but you're a cheap bitch. So won't buy it again. Cause she's like, Oh money. I like spending $2 on makeup. That's just who she is. Mm Mm-hmm but we'll continue to repost. We'll continue to tell people about me, all that stuff. Right. We love that. And I don't know about which of my friends are not, are, aren't talking about me behind closed doors. Right. We appreciate anyone that talks about it to their friends and family, but it's just so interesting to me that I have, like, I know that some of these people literally don't bat an eye at supporting other bigger accounts. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, empowered autoimmune. I know a lot of people who use her codes. My best friend will text me first, be like, do you have a code or or can I use hers? Like a hundred percent. And I appreciate that. Right. Like if I don't yeah. I'm like, heck yeah, get the discount. Not, mm-hmm. but like if some, if you love someone in their life, you should be there for their highs and their lows for all of it. Like you should. And even if it's not monetarily supporting their business, mm-hmm. supporting via word of mouth, supporting via sharing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I like feel like this podcast is zero dollars. Yeah. I feel like this podcast is even a good example because like yes. we get so many random strangers I'm not calling you guys strangers because like you're your our friends but like people we've never talked to before exactly sending us messages or being like kindest people hey how can I review your podcast or I love your podcast or I look forward to your podcast Mm -hmm. yeah or resharing it and I know like maybe two people in real life who have actually went and reviewed our podcast or like even texted me and told me that they like it or that they're listening to it. And I don't know anybody else other than like my family, like my super close family, like aunts and uncles and stuff. They've been like really supportive. They're all like when we were at our family weekend, a couple weeks ends ago, they're all like, Oh, you have a podcast. Send me the link, send me the link. And so they're like all listening now, but that's how it should be. See? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess we'll take this as example too, right? This costs $0, $0 to listen to you zero dollars to repost zero dollars to leave a rating and review right Mm -hmm. like the energy of supporting people's business is real like it will get you more just good karma good energy because you're supporting someone that you care about Mm -hmm. again i'm not even saying you have to spend a dollar but just supporting in commenting in liking in resharing in reposting in talking about it via word of mouth yeah speaks volumes Mm -hmm. like there's I don't know why there's such a seems to be such a stigma around supporting your friends. Like for me, I don't bat an eye at if someone is really passionate about what they're sharing. I'm like, I'm going to support you because you obviously like that. Like beauty counter. I never really even looked at it or thought about it until you started talking about it. And you're like, I love this. And I'm like, well, I trust you. So obviously I'm going to try it. And that's the thing. Like I trust my friends. I trust them. I trust what they're saying. I trust what they're doing. Like I'm going to repost their stuff. I am what I, my job for a while was being a hype woman, right? Like we're here to hype each other up. We're here to support each other. I don't know why, like you said, there's some sort of stigma around supporting your friends. Mm-hmm. I want to be my friend's biggest support system. Yeah. Or their I feel biggest- like people are like, if they're my friend, I should get it for free. Yeah, that I'll never get, but like, <laughs> I'll send you samples. If you're my friend, you actually have one coming in the mail. I was going to let it be a surprise, but like, I'm telling you live, <laughs> we're here live. Like it doesn't, 
you should want to support your friends monetarily too. Like Mm -hmm. that's just the truth, right? Why are some of my biggest supporters, some of my sister's best friends? Yeah. (laughs) Or like you said, clients or like people that have already paid you thousands of dollars, but then continue because they support you. Yes. Because they trust you. Yeah. Or because I'm like, like a stranger that followed you on the internet and they're like, I believe in what you're saying. Like, I trust what you're saying. And you would think that someone, you know, in person like that, like physical and like personal connection would be that trustworthy connection. But I'm here to change the stigma around this to only not only have people in my life, which, but like mostly everyone who's willing to support each other. Mm Mm-hmm. It. Like I want very supportive people in my life. I want very supportive people in your life. Again, it, you do, it doesn't even have to cost you a dime. Like that's what I I really want to emphasize. If you are just leaving a rating and review on the podcast, mm-hmm. that's it. You don't even have to freaking listen to that many episodes. We would love it if you did, but you could listen to one episode and be like, I'm so proud of them. Resharing it, being like, listen to my best friend's podcast. Listen to this, listen to that. Like it can cost you $0 to support your friends, support your friends. The energy exchange is going to get you also just like good energy in your vibe, in your world, good karma, every, like what you put out there comes back to you, right? If you put out that support to your friends, don't you want to receive support back when something happens in your life? I'm not saying you're going to start a business, but just like anything in your life, don't you want to be supported? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. <sighs> That's my soapbox and I'll stand on it. I'll stand Support with you. your friends. We're only having loyal, really close people in this life. Um, we love the people we meet on the internet and I'll never understand why you are more supportive than some people I've really met in real life, but I love and appreciate you for it. Same. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, there's like <clears throat> a lot of people who we have had some small conversations with, right? Like maybe a couple of DMs back and forth, but like I haven't, I don't know that much about them yet. Right. Like we're not that close yet. And they're like, love your podcast. Listen to it all the time. Thank you so much for this. Mm -hmm. I had the sweetest person after I sent out a, I can't remember who it was, honestly. Oh yes. Jennifer, if you're listening to this, this is for you. I sent her the King samples and I wrote a note because I write a personal note sweetest response back. Like, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I listened to your podcast about it. It's going to be changing the game for me. Like that sort of support change. I'm just going to be honest. It makes our day. Like you guys don't mm-hmm. know. And we say this all the time, but like that sort of stuff truly makes my day because being an entrepreneur is ups and downs, roller coaster. Sometimes it feels really fucking hard and really impossible. And mm-hmm. those little moments of support means everything. Yeah. When someone is like, when someone tells you that they love what you're putting out there, especially when it's just like us, kind of yeah. we kind of started it as a fun project this, this and it was still is fun. a fun project it still is just for fun yeah but the fact we, that we make like two dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> like this the is for fact fun that so many people are telling us that like it just makes their day or they look forward to it or whatever like literally warms our hearts every single time yeah and like any and this is just going to be a reminder like uh, it doesn't even have to be us your content creator people out there people that put out free information that you appreciate, tell them you like it, comment on their stuff, like it, share it, save it, anything, because Mm -hmm. that stuff means a lot, right? It speaks volumes in 
bet just if it's someone you follow that you're like, I always love everything they're put out, right? You might not buy anything from them. You might not be a client of theirs, but if you love it, support them, like it, comment, whatever, because putting out a lot of free content can be extremely draining because a lot of what we do is free, right? It, it may be like marketing for our services sometimes, but like a lot of what we do is free and it can be so draining and you cannot know if anyone resonates with it. If anyone even likes it, if anyone even reads it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you really just don't know what's going on through people's heads. So like, this is just us telling you to support people in your life, people not in your life, support everyone. Yep. I think that's that. Do we have anywhere else to go with this or did we cover? I don't. That was so much. Yeah. This was good. Like that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you want to uh, be our friends, be our friends. DM us. We'll talk. We'll we're friendly people. Should we just start a hot heel girl Facebook group? I was gonna say that. I think we need to make this a community because the amount amount of people that are just like telling us they love it don't they want to be friends with each other? I think they do. Mm -hmm. I want them to be friends with each other. I want them to be friends with us. Can we Mm -hmm. all go on vacation together, please? Hot Hill Girl Retreat coming soon. I know. And (laughs) texted me and I think it was August. You were like goals for 2023, Hot Hill Girl Retreat. And I'm like, I love it. Yep. Hot Girl Walks. Courtney goes to Florida like every two months anyway. Why not just turn one of those into a retreat? At my parents' house. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't have to be at your parents' house. Yeah, we'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, book it close to your parents' house so your mom can come hang out with us. Cause she also, like a lot of fun. if we like get goodie bags or anything, we can like store them at my parents' house. There we go. That would be great. Denise is a good time. <laughs> She's a great time. We love her. Denise is a big supporter. We love you, Denise. Oh, she listens to our podcasts probably like three times each week. And it's always on YouTube, which isn't just because we make money on YouTube. It's also because she likes watching our faces. She likes to watch you. She's like, you're photogenic. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know about that, but I have the same face as you. So maybe you just like watching yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, just support your friends, support your family, support your loved ones, whatever in any, in any way, shape or form, support someone who you consume a lot of their content. That's free. Like Mm -hmm. it can be comments. It can be likes, it can be sharing. That's it. Support them. We love it. Yeah. I literally had someone message me today and they're like, Hey, I want to get some King coffee. What's your link? Because I want to use your link and support you because I love all the information that you put out and you've helped me so much. And I'm just like, we love that. If only people in my actual life did that, you know, (laughs) well, now we're setting the standard that we only want close people in our actual life to do that. That's it. We're setting the standard. Mm-hmm. sorry not sorry <laughs> we want denise level support from everyone <laughs> denise level agree. support is a lot but <laughs> okay not everyone has to be a denise but send high some level vegetable support. ornaments for christmas yeah I love it. <laughs> if you haven't seen courtney's vegetable tree go look at her instagram i will post the rest of it. Cause I didn't even show my dumbbell. You're going to love my dumbbell. I got that target $5. Don't she sleep has a, on the a butter ornament. The butter one's good. It's very cute. I was at a place near me and they have a baked potato, like, but also <laughs> it was like $35. I'm not getting a $35 ornament, but like, it's a baked potato. That's your, like your love slab language. of butter on top. Yeah. Right. We have the pumpkin pie. We have the taco. We have three Brussels sprouts, two strawberries, two bowls of vegetables, <laughs> butter, cauliflower, carrots. 
I'm Do you have something. a steak on there? No. I think you need a steak. Should. Yeah, it's like a bill, a slow build. You know, we get one or two every year. Mm-hmm. Avocado toast, two avocados. I don't know what else. I'm lost. It's a lot. That's enough. Yeah. The cauliflower is my favorite because only because I went through hell to find it. I found it at a place near me. I picked it up. It was, I still laugh rewatching those stories. It was like two years ago. And I was like, oh my God, so excited. I found the cauliflower ornament. And then I get home. It's in a bag. I like reach down because I drop my keys and it tips over the top of the bag and cracks on the concrete. Oh, no. And I start like, I'm upset, but I also start laughing hysterically because my story's like going to get my cauliflower ornament. Got it. Oh no. <laughs> so like the sequence of emotions in that story was unmatched you'd only know if you were here for two years and like that's okay I'm not offended if you weren't but it was hilarious I need to repost that at some point and like scroll all the way back through my archive Uh, I think that reminds me of a story I did one time I was like really excited like making like my opening my king coffee and like about to make it and then the next one is like the packet on the floor yeah literally the same You're like, oh my God, we're so excited. Port, boom. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I almost cried. Well, don't cry over a spilled king. It's hard not to. I know. I know it is. I have like <laughs> a couple of sips left. I'm like, it's 5.15. And on that note, <laughs> hey, Em, where can the people find you? <laughs> you can find me at Emily Joy Wellness. Instagram, website, uh, Twitter, trying to hang out over there. I love that. Most active on Instagram though. So come be my Instagram friend. What about you? At the T-H-E rooted in health, Instagram, TikTok, which I haven't done for like over a month. And my website, my website, I'm trying to revive because I like stop posting website posts. And I actually got a lot of like positive feedback people being like you should post more and I'm like it's just a lot of time but we're working on it my gift guides are there which you have linked in like the prior couple of podcasts ago yeah and our, we have a gift podcast that was so good two podcasts ago so go check that one out if you want to see your gift guide I have like 72 gift guides so they're yeah. pretty great I'm a big fan and there were quite a few things that I wanted to include in them that I didn't because I ran out of room <laughs> The graphics are very cute. So if anything, just go look at the graphics that she did. Just comment. It'll mean the world to me. Even if you're like, I love Ned too. (laughs) Let's be friends. Yeah. So if you didn't gather from this podcast, please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review because we love all of it. And that's all I have to say. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yes. And we will catch you in the next episode.